You wouldn't believe what happened next. <laughs> they thought it was just going to be a regular Wednesday night, but what happened next shook their lives forever. Yeah. They'll never be the same. Uh-huh. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night. It is September. We've turned the calendar into into September. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? Labor Day is coming and gone. It's coming and gone, and we are still the role players. We are. I am Arthur Mosley. He I'm is Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyways. We're here for episode thirty-five, if I'm not mistaken. Thirty-five mm. and counting. The goal is to get to 100. Can we make it that far? That's, that's probably like three years for us. That's three years worth of shows. It is. I mean, we've we got one year down. Well, yeah. Will there still be stuff worth talking about in three years? Uh, I think so. Probably. Probably. But before we get to that, we we, we have a special guest today. Yes. Uh, we want to get this right off right the bat. Right out of the bat. Because we, at the role players, we've, we've, there's an age-old question. I think I think it's been going around Twitter, like retweet for this, like for this, right? Yeah. Which is better, Chick-fil-A or Zaxby's? And we thought, who could we get to ask, ask this question? Who, who, what would it be an opinion that people would put more weight in than ours? Because I'm Chick-fil-A. And I'm, I'm Zaxby's. Yeah. And okay. so. Maybe, maybe eight years ago I would have been. Zaxby's before they sold out and became fast food cheap yeah. yeah when they would be like it may take 10 to 15 minutes for your order and man it was like hand breaded and it was delicious I'm now still a Zaxby's greasy. guy alright anyhow That's we weird. we That's couldn't weird. decide we, we, we've gone round and round and round and round and round we couldn't decide yeah we've put a call in to a man who has had a track record recently, a, a very positive track record of choosing between two options. Yes. And so we put a call in to the SID, mm-hmm. that's the sports information director, at the University of Alabama. Yeah. And they agreed to get Nick Saban to call in. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've got Coach Saban on hold. We really want to get to him. So. So, uh, without further ado, he needs no introduction. Coach Goat. We're just going to ask Coach Saban uh, one question, and Coach is on the line. Coach, thanks for joining us, but uh, what's it going to be? Is, is it Chick-fil-A or is it Zaxby's? Why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to, so quit asking. Hey, hey, uh, hey. Coach, relax. Hey. I wonder I'm asking you to disrespect him. I mean, God, Coach. Just saying, what do you prefer, the chicken sandwich or the Zach snack? I think Coach is still a little testy about it. The the penalties at the end of the game yeah. uh, against Louisville, they you know, jump down our throats. I, I'm a little, uh, you know. Do you feel bullied by Coach Saban because he responded I, like that? I, I do feel as if I've been bullied. Oh, you're starting to wait a minute. You feel like Lord Farquaad bullied you? <laughs> <laughs> Lord Farquaad just bully us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Uh, you know what? Thanks anyway, Coach Saban. We appreciate. You know, we thought we were going to get an opportunity to to really break down Chick Fil A or Zaxby's, but uh, <sighs> question remains. No. No. No solution here. No. No clear answer. So, in any event, uh, welcome back. We are in week two of college football. Oh. So good to say that. Mm-hmm. Although the games this weekend, we we kind of texted back and forth about this, and it's a shame we can't like do an intro week podcast or like a live podcast where we just 
pick a game and watch and just berate mm-hmm. everything going on because there was nothing intriguing at all early on Saturday. Dead maybe boredom. Maybe Penn State, App State. Well, that was at three. Wasn't that at three thirty? I think that was. No, a, yeah. it wasn't. It was. It was earlier. But that was even. All right, App State got up. Penn State took a two or three touchdown lead, and then App State roared back. But even watch, that's not intriguing. No, I mean that's. I want to see a couple Titans going at it. Oh, Titans! So, so when you say when you say Titans, when you say Titans, you mean like uh, two ranked teams going at it? Uh, Maybe I'd settle for ranked. Yeah. So Washington and and Auburn. Auburn. That was a good one. That's a pretty good one. So then you I got, appreciated that game. You got two ranked teams, and then you've got you know the mighty Miami Hurricanes taking on embattled and poor LSU, right? That's yeah. A, that would have, you know, on paper, that was a great that, game. That should be a good matchup. Yeah. Should be an entertaining four-quarter right. game. Right. And you got Florida State, you know, new head coach. Yeah, ACC showdown. Yes, early in the season. Yeah, you'd see Heisman candidate Cam Akers, and Francois comes back, and... Whoever's at quarterback for Virginia Tech, that apparently is still Josh Jackson. Didn't, yeah. Didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, Bud Foster in his 73rd year there as defensive coordinator. <laughs> and so, okay, you got three ranked matchups. How many good games did we get out of that? At four. We, we missed, did we miss, we miss, do we miss no? Oh, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame and Michigan were yeah. Okay, so that one was, was good. That one was not Bad. I mean, it was somewhat close. It was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. After a... The game was never in doubt, in my opinion. It didn't seem like it did it. I mean, Michigan, they did get within a touchdown. But You're down by 17 points, and you're still running out of the eye formation and play. I'm like, at some point... All right, you got this guy that's been a spread quarterback everywhere he's been and had a lot of success. So let's get him and let's put him in the eye and run a bunch of play action and die. Dude, Harbaugh's offense is is a dinosaur. To me, his we, system. We we know it's not a nervous bird. No, it's it's a dead bird. It's an extinct <laughs> bird, is what it is. It's it's awful. It's hideous. Oh I can't gosh. imagine. I don't know if it's if them or Wisconsin is more dull to watch. But they thought that it was the quarterback, right? But Patterson has proven he can play. Yeah, same old thing. Well. The, the thing that we, we talked about, I think we talked about this last week, but I had heard coming in is uh, Michigan this, defense that. They've got nine starters returning. And then Notre Dame goes down and just kind of slices them up. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah. I don't want to say embarrassing for Michigan because I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I tell you, what was embarrassing is is trying to figure out if that was Malik Rozier or Malik Rozier playing Rozier. for Miami. And and I was I, I know it's been said before I've heard it like twenty five times now but the first time I heard it Saturday night there was a sports reporter Gabe Stovall in Covington and he tweeted out my wife just said he should go back to being called Rosier <laughs> I could not agree mm-hmm. more because uh, didn't look like Aaron Murray no. I tell you what Coach Ed Orgeron looked like the second coming of uh, Vince Lombardi. I don't know what he told his Tigers, but that's that's twice now that in my recent recollection that Miami and LSU have faced off in a big game. I think the last time was a Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Miami got embarrassed, bludgeoned 27-3. to three. Uh, And this game was well on its way to being 
33 to 3. It's just mistakes, it seemed like. Because LSU had, what, 30-something points and like 200 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't – they weren't dominating or playing – on defense they were playing very well, right. but it was just the mistakes like the penalties or the turnover, the pick six that gets brought back. Right. The, it's just stuff like that, like little little things, but they add up. Yeah. Fourth down and one, and you jump off sides, and they get a first down, and they score. Yeah. And it's just, just can't have that. So a lot of things to clean up for the Canes. We won't dwell on that. Florida State, uh, and for the record, I am a Hurricane fan – but I'm not running and hiding, so I'm taking all of your criticism. Even hey, if anybody, oops, yet Florida State, everybody was like, ah, man, Miami. You know, everybody was was bashing on Miami for looking so bad, and then Florida State's like, all right, we can do you one better, and then come out and just wet the bed and not score <laughs> oh, an offensive touchdown my, at home for the I, first time since like seven since Wake Forest. I mean, Wake Forest was Wake the Wake Forest team that won the ACC. Let's <sighs> let that sink in. Wake Forest actually won the ACC title in football. Can we let that sink in? I mean, hideous. So Florida State, but let's let's think, they actually did score a touchdown. Did they? But they but, didn't review it, so uh, the ball actually crossed the line. And I think I it, heard about that. The review that wasn't, they said. Yeah, I think it was was it Naquan Murray that got in, I think, and then they hurried up to the line of scrimmage to get a playoff, and then they ended up going backwards. See, I turned it off by that. See, I, you know, part of me and my salty and pettiness after my team got absolutely embarrassed, part of me really wanted to watch Florida State get embarrassed so I wouldn't feel bad going into work. I mean, that's, that's very selfish. The next best thing. I mean, the only thing you that could put a better taste in your mouth, I think, after Sunday night is watching Florida State get embarrassed. But at some point during that game, my, my wife came from upstairs to downstairs, and she's like, you know, she's small talk, and she said, uh, and I said, you know, I, I really feel sorry for Florida State. That's I can't see you saying that. I, I, those words actually, I mean, they look so bad. I felt sorry for them. Man. That's. I mean, they I went. Don't, be, I don't know what they, think about that. They went beyond worse than Miami. Yeah. They were bad. But how many games did they win last year? Six? Four? Mm. No, it was less than six because they didn't bowl. No, they didn't. They five okay, and so you take a, an under 500 team and then you give them a new coach with a new system and everything. I could see them being a little rusty. I wouldn't have thought that they wouldn't score a touchdown, but well, well, I mean, I think Chip Kelly set the blueprint early on Saturday, <laughs> so maybe that's maybe we should have known better, right? We we should have seen this coming. Speaking of new coaches and excitement, apparently Florida celebrated like they won the Super Bowl and were giving game balls out to everybody, and Felipe Franks threw five touchdowns on like 200 yards passing. And uh, they were very excited over their win over Charleston Southern. So the Buccaneers. So they're back. They're back at it. Yeah, Florida is back on the on the upswing. Well, it's good to see that uh, that Georgia will have some competition in the SEC East. So now uh, maybe we need to to redraw those. You know, who do we think is going to win the SEC East? Because obviously Florida's back. Florida and is South, back. And South Carolina is, you know, they're now the third best or fourth best team by beating the Chanticleers. So Yeah, they're 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 looking dominant. Yeah. So uh let's let's talk about our picks last week. I mean, I know we talked about a couple games. We, yeah. we don't have to go into every game. I'm just gonna say that you 
you had a stellar performance and outside of my canes. I mean, they yeah, held the you. Yeah, canes from, let me down. They held you down. They, you know, five and one with our against the spread. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I went three and three. I had, for some reason I had faith in Mighty Washington. That didn't work out well. Yeah, for me. I didn't know about that one. Uh, I had I, I I knew that Virginia Tech was gonna lay an egg. That that didn't happen. Yeah, you had faith in Florida State. Yeah, too. I did. I did. I was buying. Buying the Willie Taggart uh, mojo, and the thing about Florida State, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna stop. They, you know, before the game, they were so hyped, and I was mm-hmm. like, and you know, hype doesn't block people. No, <laughs> hype doesn't complete passes, and I and I love the excitement. I love that kind of hype, yeah. but you have to execute, or else that's just a bunch of hot air. Yeah, it's fake juice. Yep. So uh, that's that. So do you. Uh, UG Allen on the season six and one, and the Moe's nose at three and three. So uh, I've got some ground to catch up. Sorry, you've got a lot of time to catch up too. I do. There's, and this week, I'm not confident. So there's a good chance you could. I think we yeah, might. I mean, we it'd might be tough for you to pass me this week, but it's. I guess it's possible it's if possible. I lost four or five games. So bef- before we before we get to these games, anything else jump out at you this week? Um. Well, this is random. I thought Lane Kiffin would have scored more points against Oklahoma. I, <laughs> I mean, other than that, I don't. I mean, to Bama, I don't think Louisville's any good, so it wasn't surprising that they went, you know, went crazy. Um, Saban got in a little hot water and then apologized to. He called her Marie Taylor, which I don't know. You apologize to somebody and you say their name wrong. That's. That's so maybe funny. maybe he did it on purpose. So maybe he wasn't he's just jabbing her. And uh, so they look. Tua Tua's got like a Johnny football quality to him. Like sort of far of like his first touchdown. He was kind of falling down and then just flings the ball and Judy just gets it. I mean he he makes some throws and in the championship game he made some throws that you're like that's not a smart. Ball. Oh, it worked. Right. It you know. Like, yeah. No. 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 Yeah. That was how. I, that's gonna be interesting to to see. How that goes over the year, and mm, I don't know. It's so, Bam. I don't think their defense is gonna be what it has been, but I don't think it needs to be because I think they'll that our offense will just steamroll people. It seems to me. It, it, it so far looks that way. Yeah. I mean, let, meanwhile, Clemson, their offense, it looked like Kelly Bryant hadn't practiced since last year. Right. And Trevor Lawrence came in. He got off to a kind of a rough Rocket. start, but then. He settled in, but it's so Dabo. I thought he would have learned from Cole Stout and Deshaun Watson, right? Because he should have started Deshaun Watson from right the off the start, bat, right? And he stuck with the senior with his loyalty. I thought he'd learn from that. Do you think he's gonna? It doesn't. It seems like he wants Kelly Bryant to be the starter because Ke- Kelly Bryant's been there longer. I think there is some loyalty to that. I think he does know that Trevor Lawrence is eventually going to be the starter. At some point, you got to get Lawrence in the game. I don't know if it was by design that Lawrence was going to run X amount of series and Bryant was going to run. Um, I, I, Do you it, think he thinks he can win a championship with Kelly Bryant? Yes. You think he does? I think yeah. he's that loyal. But I, I don't think he's that stupid to where he would go to his grave with Kelly Bryant. Man. Kind of like Nick, you know, was you know pulled the trigger on Tua. He was like, "You got to try something." And different. that was a desperation, and it worked out. But man, I just don't. I can't see. I can't see Bryant starting for all for too much longer. I just can't. 
I just can't see it. But then again, I don't know when they'll be tested. I mean, maybe this week, but I don't think much of A&M, so maybe not. But over under week five, do you think Lawrence is the starter? Uh, it depends on who they're playing in week five. No, I don't. I, I think it's Bryant. Unless Bryant. I think it will be for a while, too. I, unless they lose. Yeah, they, they have to get into a game, and, and Clemson has shown the ability to do this where – they get into a dogfight. You know, a couple years ago it was NC State. Was it last year? It was Pitt. Yeah, Syracuse. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll get into one of those games where they really didn't have anybody else to go to mm-hmm. uh, of the magnitude. And I think Lawrence is, at, you know, barring any kind of injury, the kids should be playing on Sundays yeah. at, you know, at some point in the, in, within the next three or four years. Mm-hmm. He's And I think he's the better. I think Clemson can – Probably afford a loss and then still get into the title, the playoff. Because I don't think there's going to be three other undefeated teams, and with their reputation and and if they are twelve and one and the ACC champs, they'll get in. I think. I mean, an SEC champ, ACC champ, Big Ten, and then maybe, I mean, maybe there's a Big Twelve school that Oklahoma's. But even them, if you get a one-loss Oklahoma and one-loss Clemson, I think Clemson's going to get denied. But I don't think I think I don't think Oklahoma's going to win the Big Twelve. I think West Virginia. So I don't think <laughs> I think the Big Twelve champ will have two losses. But I I don't know. It seems I think kind of like Bama last year, they can take a loss and then last year and take a loss and still get in. So yeah. even if the he the Bryant decision costs him a game, he can still you know. They've got a little room for error. Well, that remains to be seen. Maybe we should put a side bet on that. Maybe we should put a poll out on Twitter. That's the popular thing to do. Yeah. Will 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 the hair be starting by week five? Poll it, Sunshine. Oh, here's this is funny. Okay. So, Sunshine apparently is becoming a a popular nickname for Trevor Lawrence among Clemson fans for obvious reasons. The hair, right? And, and remember the Titans, right? South Carolina fans are upset because the real Sunshine apparently went to South Carolina for, for college. And they're like, Sunshine is ours. Like, all right, he's... <laughs> you stupid, 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 stupid. See? You're getting upset that somebody's calling him a nickname after a movie character because in real life the movie character went to South Carolina so you can't call your quarterback sunshine. I didn't know that that was copyrighted. Copywritten, uh, I guess. Uh, only Come on. Only, of all the things to complain about. Only in South Carolina. I mean... God, they're crazy. Reminds me of Antoine Dotson. You are really dumb. For real. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Let's see. Uh, we did come up with a name for our new segment. We'll we'll feature later on. Yeah. Um, it was it's that's the brainchild of Mr. Allen. Um, yeah, I can't even while I was washing my hair. So uh, random shower thought, and there you get there you have it. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna call that. Wait. Wait. What? what? <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll feature we'll feature our wait what segment. Uh, coming up yeah. um let's talk about this week can this we jump week. into this week yeah we're moving right along but Listen, i was disappointed when i looked at the schedule it's very not a whole blah. lot yeah very very like you, you know last i don't know maybe the last couple of seasons there's there seemed to have been and maybe miami and florida state didn't deliver 
and maybe that's why we're kind of poo-pooing on week one. But then we look at week two, and we get, you know, the last week was a great week too. Yeah, I mean last, last year, year. Yeah. yeah, Georgia, Notre Dame. You had Clemson yeah. and Auburn. Yeah. You had I can't remember who else. I mean, it was it was loaded. There were like four games that day right. that you had to see. Yeah, now the the must see TV is Tech at South Florida. Tech at South. <laughs> it's it's rough. What I'd say the USC Stanford is the premier game. Well, it's the top. It's the, then, only, it's the only top twenty five match that we have. Well, South Carolina is. Knuck into the top oh, 25 at number 24, courtesy of beating the Chanticleers. So they have leaped into the top 25. So that is now a top 25 showdown. I apologize to the to USC Junior. Yeah. That's uh, shame on you. So, so we've, got, we've got two five, rank matches. All right. Two, I apologize. Two rank. I stand corrected. Wait. What? <laughs> just, that's, no, that's not just testing it out. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna and we'll go from the bottom up. Okay, we're gonna yeah. we'll go. We've got UCLA traveling to Oklahoma. We've got Tech traveling to Tampa to take on South Florida. We've got uh, the, the Trojans, USC. the USC senior, the re, yeah, taking on the Stanford Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson traveling to Kyle Field. Taking on Texas A and M, and uh, Georgia traveling to USC Junior. Mm-hmm. Dude, Over. Clemson's Clemson credit to them for scheduling real out of conference games lately. That's legit. Yeah, they're legit. And then we're playing them in six years. Right. And by then, Dabo will be the head coach of Alabama. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Right. And Kirby will be the the DC. So, right. yeah. so yeah, that game might not have as much luster. No, by, it won't. <laughs> no. No, Bama's just going to come take our coaches and then we're just going to plummet right. down and become nothing. Nope. Yeah. You know, speaking of coaches, nobody was able to, either nobody cared or nobody listened all the way. I didn't see anybody respond to our podcast question last week. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if anybody would make that far. That was pretty far. Yeah. Or if they did, and then to think, all right, let me tweet this. And then to go, you know, it's just, too much very, for like a it's fair a lot to ask for a gift card somebody to listen and then go open the twitter app type out all those characters and hit send it's tough that is tough especially for something free so sh- shame on y'all for not <laughs> taking our free stuff we're gonna use that gift card for ourselves exactly all right, UCLA, Oklahoma, and for this is not a professional breakdown. If you want that, go visit. Yeah, whoever, who cares? One of the bigger, probably disappointments in their debuts this past week was UCLA scoring 17 points against Cincinnati, the Mighty Bearcats with uh, who was it? Mick Cronin, Sean Cronin. Mick Cronin is a Mick basket- Cronin. basketball coach. I know. <laughs> I know. Nobody knows who Cincinnati's football coach is. We're going to find out. Yeah. It's not Tumberville, is it? He's retired, no. right? Yeah, he's Can't doing be. announcing. But he, that was his last stop. Cincinnati Burkats. Coach. We're, we're, going right coach? To, we're going right to the right to the tape. Luke Fickle, the old Fickle. Ohio State. Well, what do you know? Hey. Well, he was a defensive coordinator, so... Maybe that's how he shut down Chip Kelly and his mighty offense. Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins scoring 17 points. Pathetic. At home. At home. <laughs> Pathetic. 
So, you know, the fans have to be thrilled out there. Florida fans are probably happy because a lot of them wanted Chip Kelly. Very upset they didn't get Chip Kelly. And now they can be like, ha! Which, by the way, um, is it too early for me to come on and, and declare and change my stance publicly on Tom Herman? Is it too early for me to jump off that bandwagon? Because I mean, I've been you, on it for over it for a year a, now. A whole year, yes. Yeah. So no, you, you, you've, you've, you've had a chance to. You rode with him. You stuck with yeah. him, and now he's. Now he has lost me. So he's uh, which it's probably too early to jump, but he's not what I thought he was. Regardless of what he does, he's not what I thought he was. Is he not what you thought he was, or is that job much harder than people think it is? It's it's right. Yeah, Maryland shouldn't be any harder. Depending, I mean, now mind you, Maryland playing with a heavy heart. They have you know their, their teammate who who died. Yeah, in and they were very emotional game for them. And their coaches all got booted. And somehow they that Matt Canada rally rises t- up. Yeah. So I, I I'm not taking anything away from or I'm not giving Herman an excuse. No, but. If Herman was who I thought he was, he would not have lost to Maryland. Not last year, but especially this year. Yeah. When after you were embarrassed last year and you've had the whole year to say, all right, let's get some revenge, and then you don't, come on. I mean. He's not who I thought he was. Well, perhaps. They are who we thought they were. We let him off the hook. (laughs) So perhaps Texas. Yeah. So I'm off that bandwagon. All right. Set and now we'll begin their 11-game win streak now that and I'm off. It, look, you were, I was holding you, them back. You were weighing them down. They had to get rid of the dead weight. <laughs> yeah, you had, yeah. So UCLA, Oklahoma, man. What are you thinking here? I'm thinking Oklahoma will score at will, and UCLA will not score at will. Oklahoma will. The, the spread's 30.5 points, which seems outlandish, but I think Oklahoma's going to win by 32 points, 56 to 24, and cover. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's just going to scramble around like a tiny little creative player on NCAA with 99 speed, and he's just going to and just run around and score six touchdowns. Kind of like Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's going to do. He's going to have UCLA players crashing into each other like Michael Vick, you know, did to the Vikings, and guys are just going to be falling everywhere, and he's just going to... His legs are going to be like the roadrunners where they're just a circle, you know, of wind <laughs> floating around. That's what's literally what is going to happen. In the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Mm. Got a Kelly believer over here, do we? Oklahoma, a 30 and a half point favorite <laughs> against UCLA. This game reeks of track meet to me. Yeah. Now, it's a track meet between Usain Bolt and Andre the Giant. <laughs> but I think I think UCLA will be able to score some points. Uh-huh. And I really don't know about their defense. I, I like Oklahoma to get to 49. I don't think they cross over the 50-point mark. And I think UCLA scores a cheap touchdown late, 49-24, gotcha. Oklahoma. They don't the difference cover. between me and you is I have Oklahoma scoring an extra touchdown. Right. I don't have that in the sh- in the form of Kyler Murray running all over the field. In it's circles. that Techno Bowl play. Yes, that's the difference. That will be the difference in the game between yeah. me and you on the scoreboard. Right. One of us getting a win, one getting a loss. It's going right. to be that that play. 
Man, if that actually happens, though, if he has a crazy running around play, I'm going to feel like you, a prophet. You need to go buy a lottery ticket, yeah. sir. Yeah. All um, right, so we differ right off the bat. Okay, so that one's that one's in the books. Game two. The, the only reason the we're doing this. Jackets. Yeah, Georgia Tech is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at South Florida. I, I'm willing to bet that Jenna thinks that that might be a tad low, the spread. Because <laughs> both of us look at it and we're like, three and a half. I miss what? Because everything I've been hearing is that this is the most impressive Georgia Tech team. They're going to score 28 points on everybody, it seems like to me, just about. Right. Maybe not Clemson. So, South Florida, I, don't, I mean, I don't have a clue what they're going to do. But I think Tech will beat them by more than three points. It's like a sucker bet, and I'm just taking the bait all day. I long. am too. I am too. I mean, I think Tech is going to. What game was it last year that was so obvious that Tech was going to win, and the spread wasn't even close, and we both picked Tech? I cannot remember, but there was one spread that was just so obvious. It was Pittsburgh, Tech and oh, Pittsburgh, and it was like stupid freaking Pittsburgh. Clearly, Tech was going to roll all over them. And the line was close, and uh, and Tech won that. So I got the same thing. Tech won about 18 points, just barely covering the three and a half point right. spread. Tech is going to win 38 to 20. This is this is. Uh, did Georgia Tech go to a bowl game last year? Uh, not an NCAA bowl game. Okay, so this is their bowl game this year. They're finally playing it right. I guess to me, in my opinion, I like you said. I, I think. Taquan Marshall is just too big, too fast, too strong to contain. And he's got the A-back pitch mastered. Yes, he does. Don't forget that. Uh, barring some kind of, barring a rainstorm, mm-hmm. this is 31-17 Georgia Tech. Yeah. And then they'll sneak in. Are they in the top 25? They are not. They will be after this week. Georgia Tech will Yes, be? they will. Hmm. And I, I will hold to my... This is that quirky year where Tech sneaks back doors into the ACC title game. Mm. And I hate every second of that. Well, I wouldn't be too worried about that. USC travels to Stanford to take on the Cardinal. Primetime matchup. Big game. Was it number 15 USC, number 13 Stanford or something like that? Something like that. Uh, and it, Hey, I put it on Twitter, but that... My bold prediction, y'all check three years from now, JT Daniel and Amon Ross St. Brown will be the most productive quarterback-wide receiver combo in their school's history by the time they're done. They got off to a good start. You did put St. Brown had seven catches for about 100 yards in his first game of his career. And uh, those two are just going to – part of it's just they're going to play three years together, but the other part is they're they're going to light it up and put up big numbers. So. Now, St. Brown, that's the brother of one of your f- most favorite name players. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. The brother of Equinemius. Equinemius St. Brown. Who yeah. was that? Is he still in Notre Dame or did he graduate? No, he, he plays for maybe Green Bay. I can't remember who he's, okay. he's in the NFL. It might be Green Bay. I'm not sure. Shows you how much I pay attention Equinemius to. Equinemius uh, and Amon Ra. Amon Ra. Oh, he's a shifty, shifty fella. So, USC Stanford. I mean, what? How do you? This is a a big Pac Pac twelve matchup yeah. early in the season. I mean, what? What's? So I don't buy Stanford. I don't. I don't buy into anything about them. I don't buy David Shaw being an elite 
I mean, he's a good coach, I'm, I'm sure, but I don't think he's as good as he gets built up to be. Um, and Bryce Love is, is good, but I think USC will have too much firepower for them, and I don't think Stanford can score with them. Hmm. That's me. So you're saying Stanford can't score. They won't outscore. Won't outscore. They can score. I don't think it'll be too high scoring, but I think USC is going to squeak by. I don't think Stanford should be favored by five. I'd have to agree with you. I don't. So what, what, what what's your score in this one? 27-24, Trojans straight up. All right, Trojans straight up. I've got the Trojans straight up, but I've got a another kind of track meet. Higher score. 35-31. Yeah. There you go. I'm not I'm not sold at the Pac-12 complete defense. Yeah? So. Okay. But we both got USC. Yeah, USC straight up. They, okay. We'll take we'll take the points. So, so far we have one difference. Just one. That first that first one, right? Chip Kelly. Yeah. You believe in Chip. I don't. I didn't say I believe in Chip. I'm, I'm just taking one just pick don't and believe in blowing it up into a bigger deal than it is. You're huh? killing that microphone over here. I'm not been rough on it tonight. It's I'm gonna have to buy a new mic stand for that one. I think yeah. this is not the strongest mic stand I've ever seen, but I also didn't buy it. I don't think, or did I? I think it came with the it mic. It came with it, yeah. So I did buy. It. Not the strongest mic stand we've ever seen. It's it's like it's made out of play doh. But, anyways, <laughs> I'll hold it and all will be all will be well. All right. Uh, next, Clemson. Clemson. This is the the game that gave me the most. Heartache, yeah, trying to heartache, heartburn, trying to pick here. I, I didn't really wasn't sure what what to do here. So, if can we can we like go back in the time machine last year to when Jimbo Fisher was saying that the ACC was the best conference? Yeah, and you I know, assume he still thinks that. And so, how does he how does he prep his team, knowing that they're now going up against the best? And you know how we feel about. Yeah, conference, quote unquote. Well conference. documented. How, how does he sell his team in the locker room that guys, we mm-hmm. our conference is inferior, yeah, and the, and the best team in the world is coming in to play us? How does he? That's probably going to be exactly what he'll say. Listen, guys, he'll get in there and say, "Hey, listen, guys, listen. This team is from the best conference in college football. We are inferior, okay, and then." He'll lead his team out, and yeah, it's not the way to inspire confidence. But as college football coaches often do, they can just do a complete 180, and nobody really holds them to it. And so he can say whatever he wants. He'll probably just say, he'll probably tell them that the ACC is the weakest conference in college football. And so nothing to be worried about. I don't know about that one. I don't, 13 and a half is a lot of points, but. Now, it's the one. I guess the one advantage that Jimbo has, and not that it, it's not a disadvantage for Dabo, but he's faced Clemson. That's true. Several times, so he's it's it's not like he's going up That's against true. Ohio State this week. Uh-uh. It's a familiar opponent. Very familiar, at least for him, for his coaching staff to prepare for. Uh-huh. Thirteen and a half is a lot of points. Not only are you playing Texas A and M, they have the twelfth man. I do have the 12th man. Which, that's pretty imposing. How many points does that get? I mean, a factor to you, the home I'm, field. I'm sure that Christian Wilkins will be shaking in his boots. Yeah. That whole D-line's going to be yeah, scared. They're going to be very scared. Of, uh, what's his name, Trevion, with his 
one dread he has coming down. Have you seen that? No. You haven't seen his hairstyle? No, is it like a rooster? It's just one that comes down. It looks looks kind of like Rufio from, from Hook. Oh, but yeah. But it's, it's got dyed, and he said that's his thing, yeah. Okay. Rufio! <laughs> so, I don't know. See, I'm just, here's, what I don't know is if Clemson can score enough to comfortably win by two touchdowns. I mean, their defense should be able to keep A&M in check, but I really don't know what to expect from their offense. I mean, this could be something like a 14-9 game. You just don't when know. It's, you know, it could be very ugly. I mean, I think A&M will score 13 or 14 at least. So then the question is, is Clemson going to score 27 something, you know? Right. So, and I'm not sure they, I'm not sure they will. Mm. I just don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't buy too much into Kelly Bryant. And then even if Lawrence comes in, I would think that he would make a mistake or two in Caulfield for his first you know, road game in college. So I don't know. It's not Furman that they're playing. And it took them a while to get going against Furman. So I do not have Clemson covering. I have Clemson winning by 11, but not getting that. (laughs) My mic fell over again. I'm going to just lay it down, and I'm just going to lay my head on the table just flat here and just talk into the day. All right, real issues this week you know with what? the microphone. I'm just going to hug there's, it. I'm going to hug it like this. There's instability talk in the really force. Well. You don't have the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> t-shirt on. So I'm missing my booty. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's, that's, that's a problem. I... Anyways, do believe in Clemson. I don't believe in Jimbo, and I believe Clemson wins and covers barely 34 to 20. 34 to 20. So I have a point. So we differ again. Right. Another chance for you to make up ground on the clubhouse leader right now. So, you know, that's, that's, if I get those games, I'm right back in the. You're in the hunt. Right. We're tied. Right. We're, it's, we're all. That's right. Because you're two games up on me, right? That's, um, Three, three. Yeah, two up on you. So this could bring you right back into it. Bold move. So, but do we have the same? Oh, we do both have the same for Georgia. So now we go to Georgia versus USC Junior. You tell me how that's going to go. Unbiased opinion, because because my you opinion are, might be considered to be biased. I've, I've been reading everything on the internet that Daniel has been sending me. He's been trying to convince me that. South Carolina has a better team. Well, they do. They have three of the four best players on the field, Art. Uh, he's trying to convince me that they have better coaching. Yeah, um, they do. They have a better quarterback is what I've been reading. Yeah. They have the they best. They have a better offensive coordinator. Right. For reasons that we can get into later if we want. Um, who's the wide receiver who was talking a little noise? Debo. Debo. That's the dumbest thing because, first off, so, a reporter asked him, you know, essentially, how do you think you'll you'll do going up against DeAndre Baker this week? And he said, who? Like, and it was so obvious, who? Oh, I haven't paid much attention to that. You know who DeAndre Baker is. Everybody in that locker room and team has watched film and knows that DeAndre Baker, I mean, he was preseason All-SEC, he was, he was on, he might have been pre- preseason All-American on some list. Um... 
you know who he is. Don't say who with a little sly grin on your face. Like, okay, well, you can, sure. I don't, I don't know if if I'm gonna talk or try to jab at somebody, it's not gonna be a South Florida kid. <laughs> well, but they, they're probably feeling very confident because uh, Roquan is playing for the Bears. Yeah, the Bears, the Bears right? The Bears. Yeah. Well, so they're probably you know sticking their chest a little bit. They have they. The you know, Fromm has not played in front of a hostile, yes. S- according to SEC fans. Or no, that was a that was according a, to South Carolina fans. Yeah. He hasn't played in a hostile environment. Never mind you that they went down over to the Auburn to face the Jordan Hare. to the Tiger, yeah, War Eagle Tiger Plainsman. Auburn's not hostile at all. A very friendly crowd. Tennessee's not hostile. Very no, Tennessee wasn't hostile because there wasn't very many people. The first in quarter there. is loud. It's a hostile. I mean, it's one hundred seven thousand people pulling against you. Okay, it is hostile, but they they the way they said it, he hadn't you know he's been playing against Middle Tennessee State on the road. Macon. Yeah. Uh, Mercer, I'm sorry. The Mercer, yeah. So, Mercer Bears. Uh, Reinhardt. Uh, yeah, Fromm hasn't, he hasn't played on a, in a hostile environment, and he also hasn't played in many big games, because the Rose Bowl and the National Championship are not big games. Well, no, not compared no. to what's coming to him. Right, he's going to be intimidated when he Price. hears that rooster squaw- squawking. Yeah. That it's they play very... over the loudspeaker. Click, 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 Oh, Lord have mercy. <sighs> I, uh, let me is, tell you how this is gonna go. All yeah, right. tell and me. I, I was. I think I was very generous because we probably have one USC junior. But you, you, all of the propaganda you've been sending me makes me laugh and scoff and feel sorry for the state of South Carolina mm-hmm. over and over and over again. This game might be. I I I wasn't brave enough to to make this my pick, but this game might be thirty four to seven Georgia. Yeah. Not likely based on history, but history doesn't mean ish. So, uh, you know. I, I do think Georgia covers. I went conservative here, 28-17. Yeah. I think that South Carolina is a pedestrian team. Mm-hmm. And I think that they – I just – it's it's like – it's here's, here's what it's like to me. It's like – I get so tired of people saying the U is back. And I think we said this on the podcast last year. The U is back. The yeah. U is back. Yeah. As a fan, the U is back when we're hoisting a national title. Okay. That's what back is to me. Yeah. Like South Carolina is just like making up all this talk. Like, yeah, yeah. we're. And it's like, what, what are you guys? What's yapping? What, I mean. It's just, it's talk. You got players guaranteeing, former players guaranteeing wins. You know what it reminds me of? This so much reminds me of two different games. The most recent one, 2015 Georgia against Alabama. When Georgia fans were so confident they were going to get them at home and they were going to this is going to be the year they're going to they're going to take down Bama. Game? No, that was 08, but that's the other that's another game it reminds me. Oh <laughs> it reminds me of is the 08 game where we were ranked higher. But it it's the feel of 2015 where we thought that we were closing the gap on them and we had a very good chance to win, and they came out and waxed us. It was like thirty-one to seven or thirty-five to seven. It wasn't even close. And you're just looking at the teams on the field you, before the game. You're like, "Oh crap, they're gonna they're gonna wipe the floor with us." Right. It's the same feeling where they're. This is what I talk about in the preseason, where they get themselves so hyped up 
I mean, they did it last year against Kentucky was their their big SEC opener, and they had all these recruits in town, and they were all fired up, and then they went and lost for their fourth straight game against Kentucky. Like, you don't, I don't know what they're basing it off of to be so confident other than in the last 10 or 15 years when Georgia goes to Columbia, we don't, we haven't played well offensively. Now we've won, but a lot of them, but we haven't scored a lot of points and it's just been one of those weird games where it's always kind of close. I mean, it is very loud there. I give them credit and I could see them. I mean, I, it, I wouldn't shock me if they won and it could be a close game. And I, I think, what it'll probably be like is for two and a half to three quarters, it'll be a seven or ten point game, not too too out of control. But then in the fourth quarter, in that heat, we'll just wear them down and run on them. Kind of like Clemson 2014, where in the fourth quarter, you just start breaking off runs left and right. That's what I think will happen. Um wouldn't shock, like I said, it wouldn't shock me if they won somehow, but I have a hard time. I think what they'd have to have is I think Fromm would have to have a couple of picks. I think we'd have to turn the ball over. They'd have to be plus two at least in turnover margin and maybe have a special teams return because I, I just don't think, I mean, it's, dude, it's so silly to come out. I'll go ahead and get my score prediction. Georgia 34-17. And it was almost... I was almost going to say 31 to 24 and go with South Carolina to, to cover but I did not. Anyways, it's it's when you when you say things like three of the four best players on the field are are going to be gamecocks. That's just this, that's just such a define best. Dude, I I mean I'm telling you. So Jake Bentley is better than Jake Fromm apparently, which if anything it's a push. Bentley's stats against ranked teams are abysmal. Yeah, but he um, has he has the same completion percentage and more yards and than than less plays. <laughs> and he was playing without his best receiver. I mean, of course. Okay, so Debo, <laughs> I'll even I'll even give you that Debo. I'll say Debo is the best player on the field, which he's not. Andrew Thomas, our left tackle, is going to be the highest draft pick and the best NFL player of anyone. And I would say DeAndre Baker will be higher drafted than. Than Debo, but I'll give you Debo's. Okay, he's the best player on the field. But then you're going to say Javon Kinlaw and Jake Bentley. Bentley are the the DeAndre Swift's the only player on our team that's better than Jake Bentley, or DeAndre Swift's the only player on our team that's better than Javon Kinlaw. That's just that's just dumb. That I mean, come on. And Riley Ridley's not any good either. He had one good game. Terry Godwin, no good. Michael Harbin, nah, no good. Richard LeCount, no good. DeAndre Baker, no good. Uh, I would argue that Justin Fields is just as good as anyone on their team not named Debo, and he hasn't even played, played or right? proven, but I would argue that he's a better player. So, um, South Carolina. Resting their hat on Jake Bentley. You have, you have, I would say, two players on your team that might have a chance to start for Georgia. And that's it. That's it. I'm serious. That's it. I'll give you Debo, and I'll give you Kinlaw could probably start. Other than that, no. There's there's nobody on your team that would be starting in Georgia. Well, we're going to see, as the old folks say, when toe meets leather at 3.30 yes. on And the 90s Saturday. techno gets pumping, and they start playing sandstorm and jumping around and shaking. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Nothing that nothing more appropriate for them. That's that's cool in that place to 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 blare nineteen nineties techno. That's about right. Jumping around and the birds going. Can we get to our favorite, my favorite, new favorite segment now? What segment would that be? Wait. What? Wait. What? <laughs> that because it, it could man, it could apply to so many things. For now, it's message boards. That's kind of what we've been lately and for the foreseeable future, unless a nervous bird Jim Harbaugh thing comes around. Um, God, these message boards, they're just the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, it just never stops. Uh-uh. I will say, I, I felt like I was able to follow the the uh, sentence structure a little bit better this week when I was reading it. So yeah. maybe either I'm getting used to that vernacular. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't follow. I didn't follow up with Cheese and see what he had to say this week. So we he might have had some gems out there. We might. We had. To yeah, give, give give Cheese a break. So what are you going with here? Uh, let's see. This week it was mostly Tennessee and South Carolina. Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, this is this is severe homerism. I kind of felt sorry for a Tennessee fan here. Yeah. Trey, is that Bones or Bones? Trey Bones. Like if I'm Hispanic as Bones. Bones? Yeah. Trey Bones? So what's the title of his post? Be encouraged. It's looking bright. Hear me out. Yes. And this was posted on Monday morning. (laughs) Okay, so a little armchair quarterback. After after their game didn't go too well. No, they got 40 points hung on. We knew that. Everybody knew knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, so Trey, Trey Bones... Post, hey, we got 40 hung on us. Yes. WVU is going to have 40-plus on just about everybody they play this year, period. That's First of all, when mm-hmm. you lose to somebody, that's, that's a great strategy to tell how great that team was, yeah. right? That's a great yeah. strategy. Boys, dot, 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 when was the last time we saw that Bama-like drive we had? 17 plays. 80 yards and took nine minutes off the clock that ended in a touchdown and that had a coach who called the right play on fourth down and sacked up. That drive right there alone gave me optimism. So you lose by, you give up 40 points, you lose, and the optimism to be found is that you had one single drive that was Bama-like. First of all, I haven't seen Bama go Take seventeen plays to go eighty yeah, yards. Not and since <laughs> since Terrence Mount Cody played for them. <laughs> Bam is scoring left and right. Okay, there at will. Right. Uh, nothing about t- any part of Tennessee that I watched the other night. What I say is Bama like. No. No. But, other than the fact that they had like, probably had SEC on their uh, some kind of SEC lapel or something. So on averaging four yards per play is Bama like. And that one drive will give you reason for optimism and hope. When you're when you're winning three games in conference this year, you can look back and say, "Yeah, but remember that 17 play, 80 yard drive against West Virginia we had." Man, that was that was right there. Remember that fourth down conversion? <laughs> They're gonna pitch that to recruits, I bet. Pruitt's gonna be out there saying, "Hey, did you you see that fourth down we had, guys?" I took that straight from Nick's playbook. Right? Yeah. We just rammed it down their throat. 80 yards. The next yards. Alabama. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of comment Balls. you make if you're if you're down 
17, 16, and you go take nine minutes off the clock, score a touchdown with like 37 seconds left in the game. Yeah. That's that's a kind of game-winning drive. Yeah. Your mic's jacked up, dude. What's jacked up? <laughs> you got to – I'm so we can having hear you. more yes. problems with the microphone today than I've ever had. I was too eager to – hey, I'm going to say the next Tennessee right, one if you on. don't mind. Come on. This is by Old Vol 74 and um, this is in response to a Tennessee rider that uh, picked Tennessee to lose against West Virginia. He said, I'll give you props for the article, but I'll still pick the Vols to win every week in the pick Do you know why? How would we feel if one of the players said, oh, I'm picking the Georgia this week in the pick Yeah, you get my point. I'll never pick against them, even when I know there's a chance we will get beat like a rent mule. That's just part of my fandom. So his, I get picking for your team. That's not realistic. Me and you both like people that are, you know, pick how they think it's going to go and see things how they are. Right. His rationale for the reason he won't pick against them is because what if a one of their players said Georgia's going to win this week in the pick'em? Wait, wait. How would you feel if one of our players thought they weren't going to win? Wait, what? There you go. So you can you can affect the outcome there. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the Vols can I, portion. Can can I go back? And I people probably thought I made this up, but this is another. Wait, what? This is from RWG USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, posted. Uh, I don't have a date on this, but it had to be this week. From has yet to play in a hostile away atmosphere. Let's bring it to another level. Then than even the UK or Clemson game last year. Read the first sentence again. From has yet to play in a hostile away atmosphere. Wait. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) From hasn't played in a hostile away atmosphere. This is great. Did he sit out the the Georgia-Auburn game last year in Jordan-Hare? It was a body snatcher. So Fromm didn't play in that no, game. He didn't play that was game. a that was a very that was Jake, visitor friendly atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, very. They rolled out the red carpet for him. Right? Yeah, just like they did to Bama. The, the they so that's yeah. Jordan Hare is not to compare the. <laughs> I just hit my mic again. To compare. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. <laughs> uh, to compare the atmosphere at Auburn versus Georgia when Georgia's the number one ranked team in the in the country. So they're saying, let's make it even better than, than South Carolina, Kentucky was last year. So hostile Ooh. at Auburn's not hostile. But South Carolina, Kentucky, that's hostile. Okay. The atmosphere they had for Kentucky last year. Yeah. So that's that was a that was a gem from this week from this is yet to play in a hostile wave atmosphere. I mean he he also like I said, he played in uh, Neyland Stadium, which isn't the most friendly place either. Right. Even if there were 50,000 people in Neyland Stadium. Right. Stadium. And so, mm, come on. You say stupid stuff. This, this come game, on. This game, never, come on. This, this game never gets old. Uh-uh. You want, is it, it's your turn now. I don't know which one, which one to go with here. Um... Okay, I'm going to go with this article that... Um, Entitled by Saturdays Down South, which is not 
I don't even know if I would call them media. Saturday Down South is one of the most absurd sites out there. Their writers are, are clowns. Anyways, South Carolina football. Five areas where the Gamecocks are better than Georgia. So, just briefly, wide receivers. Um, I'll give you that. We'll just say that. Special teams, um, not even close. Georgia's much better there. Uh, quarterback. Again, you're saying Jake Bentley's better than Fromm because he's thrown for um, 180 more yards last year. So that's, yes, very impressive. He doesn't mention his touchdown-to-pick ratio, but here's what I like the best. And they also said depth at running back because Georgia's five stars and four stars are not not as deep as the three stars at South Carolina. Anyways, so <laughs> offensive coordinator. So here's the reason that first-year offensive coordinator Brian McClendon is better than Jim Chaney, who has had many, many years at many different places. The reason Brian McClendon is a better offensive coordinator, despite having called one game this season as the official offensive coordinator, Will Muschamp likes to say that Brian McClendon's more than a recruiter, but his recruiting hall is tough to top. In his career at Georgia and South Carolina, he's reeled in some all-time greats, being the primary recruiter for Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Jamias Wilson, Williams, and J.C. Horn. And those Gamecock players hail from the heart of Metro Atlanta's recruiting hotbed. Who was the primary recruiter for Georgia's freshman quarterback, Justin Fields? Not Jim Chaney, but running backs coach Del McGee. Of Georgia's top four assistants, Mel Tucker, Sam Pittman, James Coley, and Chaney, it was Chaney who received the lowest bump in salary this this past offseason. That's, can you read that last part again? Yeah. Of Georgia's top four assistants, Mel Tucker, Sam Pittman, James Coley, and Jim Chaney, it was Chaney who received the lowest bump in salary this past offseason. And so he's trying to prove why McGee Brian McClendon is... McClendon's a better offensive coordinator because he recruited better when he was at Georgia. And Chaney received the lowest raise of our assistants. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> this, this, can, this can go on forever. So, uh, this can go on forever. Your this offensive is- coordinator is better, a better offensive coordinator... Because when he was the running backs coach for Georgia, he signed Todd Gurley and Keith Marshall. And he signed a couple of players at Southfield. It's nothing to save your accomplishments as an offensive coordinator. You're a good recruiter. And That's... my thought is, all right, you really want to bring recruiting into this? You want to talk recruiting between these two schools? Because we can talk recruiting if you want to. We can compare oh Georgia's God. recruiting to South. That's not going to be pretty. No. No. No, it's not. So. And uh, get out of here. And you know what? Del McGee is on that staff for a reason. Yeah, he did. He yes. he, he did bring in Justin Fields. Yeah, Del McGee is one of the best recruiters in the country. And one of my favorite Del McGee quotes, I use this all the time, is you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Is that a Del? That is a Del McGee quote, actually. I guess yes. that's where Kirby got it from last yes. year because that was one of our team's quotes. That is a the Del. The main thing, the main thing. Yes. What's next? You want to go the no? You want to do do the condescending, disrespectful jab Kirby took at Brian McClendon? Yeah, let's let's do that one, and then we'll wrap we'll wrap okay. up. You, uh, Final one. You go ahead and do that one. All right. So Kirby was asked about Brian McClendon, who we just mentioned is a better offensive coordinator than Jim Chaney. Kirby said. When I coached here previously under Mark Rick, Brian was a player and did a tremendous job for us. I've always had a lot of respect for him as a leader, really good recruiter. He did a great job with receivers when he was with those guys, and now he's calling plays. 
He called it in the bowl game, and I thought for a guy who started that started off slow in the bowl game, he was very patient, committed, called a great game, especially the second half, kind of won that by the job he did and got a great amount of respect for him. So, South Carolina fan reads that quote. What does he have to say? Teddy Conecock. What's his response? Teddy, Teddy takes a very interesting approach to that. He says, I may be wrong, but reading between the lines... I detected a condescending air toward BMAC from Kirby Smart. Wait. What? I may be wrong, but reading between the so lines... So he read between the lines of, of Kirby throwing out compliments. Exactly. And he detected a condescending air from Kirby. I detect a condescending air in your script. It's, it's, not, like, it's not like Kirby was on camera reading that out and giving a sly smirk while he said it, right? Right. So it's written down. Like, he's, yeah. the reporter is typing out what Kirby right. said or, or translating. And Teddy Conecock just read read the quote. He said, condescending air toward BMAC. So calling, saying you have a lot of respect for him. He did a tremendous job, great amount of respect. Very condescending. Very condescending art. You see why when we say that fans are absurd and you say things like that you just lose all credibility because we always say people view things in their skewed you know reality in this the glasses but to read something like that and say i mean that's little brother syndrome that's That's like beyond little brother syndrome yeah that's that's like the poor little kid in the in the neighborhood that that never gets picked for flag football or whatever whatever sport and then gets tied to a tree and and beat up and people throw (laughs) pine cones at him like that's that's a whole different level of because i have little brothers and they don't act like that yeah my i i I don't my brothers aren't little they're just younger they're they're much bigger than me now but uh they you know they they don't they don't act like that they never acted like that it's just so petty it is and i'm the king of petty so south i mean stop reaching south carolina don't yeah don't try to manufacture just be the best version of south carolina and it's so funny because they wanted kirby smart so badly and now kirby sucks kirby's a joke yeah kirby can't recruit you know what kirby can't coach He's only in the uh, national championship because those are Mark Rick's players. When Mark Rick's players gone, are gone, Kirby's going to suck. Yeah. Never mind that he's bringing in <laughs> top recruiting classes in the country. Uh, he's going to come back, crumbling back down to earth. Sounds like an Alabama fan. <sighs> so that's, I guess that's all we got. Sound like an Alabama fan, but trophy case of Vanderbilt. Exactly. That's what I said. They sound <laughs> like, the, they talk like Bama, trophy case of Andy. Oh but I, mean, I watched them go out this week and beat George, and I got to come on here and and you know eat crow. You won't be eating any crow. I'm going to make a bold statement. No, nah, I don't think I am either. Just a quick. I know we're we're kind of out of time here, but I just want to say I find it very interesting that Nick Saban can quote unquote bully a reporter for asking a to me an asinine question. Mm-hmm. Like I watched, I didn't watch that game, but I saw who threw for what. I would imagine there's no quarterback controversy. I don't know why that question had to be asked. Yeah, could he have handled that situation better? Yes, but it kind of blew up social media, and people are like, 
Saban's just another big bully and blah, blah, blah. And okay, whatever. He's Lord Farquaad. Can, can I ask why nobody is is really jumping on the bandwagon to bury Michigan State and how they got off against the NCAA dropped all charges? Like, nobody is really, like, digging into this. And that bugs me. I don't know why it bugs me because mm-hmm. I don't even like gymnastics. But it's like they just kind of sweep it under the rug and everything is back to normal. Wait, and so they're done with that and they, they let them off the hook? Yeah. You serious? Yeah, the NCAA said there was not enough. How? That's. I, I, Wait. We might, we might have to come back to this. What? Oh, that's a. Man, that's a whole nother episode. Serious? We're Googling it, y'all. This is the live. This is the sound of Google. NCAA clears, clears Michigan, Michigan State, State and Larry Nasser football bat. I just, I, I have Fudge. a hard, I have a hard time with, and this is no. You want to talk about like a war on women? People say, well, Nick Saban disrespected Maria Taylor, and and I'm thinking, well, if Maria Taylor won, she handled it very well. Yes, yeah, she did. Because what she could have done is just pounded Lord Farquaad into the ground. I mean, because she rolled with it as good as you could. I mean, yeah. she's a, a a consummate professional. So that's not my issue. Is I think she asked a a, a bushly question, and people can say it was a real question that people want to know. I don't. I couldn't care less about who Alabama starter is, mm-hmm. or I don't even. I don't even care if there's a controversy. Yeah. What I'm, what I care about is the fact that Michigan State has been cleared by the NCAA in the Larry Nasser case. It's I don't understand. Is. So, I, so Colin Cowherd, ESPN, where are you guys now? Yeah. Where are you now? They don't really care no, too much, no, do they? Obviously not. And so, so would you please stop your fake and phony? We support Title IX. Mm-hmm. We support women's rights when you're not. When nobody is coming to the forefront and saying this is not okay. Yeah, they've and, shut up about Urban Meyer too, haven't they? Yeah, this and that, that's not okay. That is mm. just not okay. No. And I know we're we're the the ultimate amateurs in in this radio talk business, but it's not okay. And it, no. and you can't be silent. And I'm not I'm not saying that that people should start taking a knee like Colin Kaepernick on this situation, but there needs to be some awareness that this is not okay, and yeah. that. That the NCAA can just make rules however they want and, and abscond North Carolina and abscond Michigan State from any wrongdoing is not okay. Mm-mm. And then you want to say, okay, it's, it's okay for, we really support women's rights. And then we don't challenge this. No. And the media doesn't challenge it. That's the, that's the worst part about it. The people who are supposed to challenge it aren't challenging it. People get mad for three days and then it's over it's gone right because they're on to the next thing uh, all right i'm off my know, soapbox man. ncaa is a, is a, a, just I, my my opinion of them could, could not get any i could not hold hold them in lower regard than i do i, I mean they are just they're useless pathetic cowardly spineless uh and they just go where the money takes them that's it and ESPN and Fox and every other sports outlet just wags behind them. Yeah, they just care. They'd, they'd rather they'd rather report on Colin Kaepernick being in a Nike ad than something like that. Right. Yeah. That don't even get me started on that. Okay. 
<laughs> I saw somebody. I saw a guy that tweeted out, "Look, this is this this coworker of mine is a veteran. He just cut the Nike swooshes off of his socks." I'm like, "He just cut the elastic off first. That's stupid as hell." The socks not gonna. Who cares, man? Anyway. And actually, I, I will say, if, if you are you- if you are getting rid of any Nike apparel shoes size 12, I'll be more than happy to take them <laughs> off your hand. And I actually do you support freedom of expression and free market, and do you trust that the market will take care of things? If so, what are you? Why are you upset that a company? What are you? What do you want to do? You're mad at them that they put someone you don't like in an ad campaign? Ah, oh, gosh, let's. We must not buy their products anymore. So who's the snowflake now? Uh, I don't think Bubba and Dothan was really stocking up on Nike gear anyways. Who's the snowflake now? Yeah, exactly. Who's the snowflake? You're going to get so mad and boycott Nike because they put Kaepernick's face on an ad. And it was, it, get no, the hell out of here. It was Nike. I'm sure Colin Kaepernick didn't go to Nike. It's, I'm sure Nike it's, came it's to a, Colin Kaepernick. Dude, it's a marketing ploy completely because they knew how many people would see that and talk about that. And it's a, and that's think, all it is. And here's, this is a problem to me. It's okay to disagree with what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Yeah. It's also his right to do what he's doing. Right. And the fact that there's so much hatred and vitriol about it just t- tells me there's so much more division in this country now. And I also don't and, think that he's some martyr who sacrificed his career because he took a kneel. I don't think he was a good enough... It, you. It's two things. It's... It's not being a good enough player to outweigh the distraction that's going to come. Right. That's that's all it is. Right. If he were, if this was Aaron Rodgers, he, he was, would be signed. If he was Warren Moon, yes, he would be, have a. He if would it was be Randall on a Cunningham, team. He'd be on a team. And if he didn't do this whole thing, he would probably be on a team. Uh, I mean, Nathan Peterman is starting right now. So Blake Bortles. <laughs> Is leading my Jaguars. So, I mean, it's but yeah, don't the people getting mad about that? It's I mean, once again, get you, out of here, you man. can the the opinion is not the, my my thought is not whether or not you agree or disagree. It's that he has the right to protest and and they have a right to put a picture in an ad, right? And you have a right not to buy the product, yeah. And it's okay if somebody doesn't have your same opinion, and, and we don't care what you think about it. Right. We, we don't, don't care. Nobody's upset that you're not going to buy Nike. Right. I don't care what your personal views on him are, and you don't have to tweet the world and tell everybody, Every well, time. that's it. Right, exactly. Man, I I like it better when people don't agree with me. I mean, truthfully, I like it. I get more out of well, talking least, to somebody that I disagree with. At least one, you can, you can either... You can firm up your point, or really, you know, you can hear another argument counter to your point if you're reasonable. Yeah. And to defend your point. And mm-hmm. it's not like I'm trying to sway you. I just want to say, hey, here's where I'm coming from. Yeah. And then maybe if I understand where you're coming from, maybe I have a better idea exactly. of, wow, I know why he thinks that way. I don't have to agree with that, but I never thought of it but that I way. But I get it. Yeah. I get it. It right. makes sense now. Not what I would do in that situation. Yeah. I, I wouldn't take a knee. That's not what I would do. That's not, but, but I get it. Yeah. I get it. I don't know. I don't know. Man, I mean, you're right about it's just the division's just how, getting how more and more. How about people try to love one another? Love one another. I mean, that's that's Not a. Love one another. Everybody get together, try to love one another. I mangled those lyrics, but yeah, I got you. You know, it's 
especially Christians. Can I just get on that tangent? Like yes. Christians who get on Twitter and say, oh, he hates America. Oh, he hates America. He hates America. I didn't realize yeah. America was heaven. I never, I didn't get that memo. How about going out and, and, and Art, doing are things? you saying that America was not great? <laughs> Let's get into I'm going to take one thing you said and twist it Go and ahead. turn it into something else. No, I'm just saying that's what yeah, people right, do. Exactly. That's well, what people Art, do. Art hates America. He yeah. said it's not heaven. Well, Art, you can leave this country. Right. You can move to New Zealand or Syria or wherever you want to go. <laughs> you don't have to live here. You ain't paying taxes anyways, probably. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We better get out of here before I get... This is why I cannot do a political a, a, a political show. I, I would I would get invited onto Fox and Friends, and I would, I would just call them out continuously. And I would You'd get invited... Be- I would get invited to Communist News Network, and I would call them out continuously. And I'd just say, you guys have it wrong. You're so wrong. And they would tell me that They would just talk over you. And they would tell me how much I hated America or that how much I was just a right-wing bigot. And I find it hard to be a— You are very um, alt-right neo-Nazi, from my experience. I guess I fit that that stereotype. (laughs) Yes. But you also hate America, so I don't. I don't really know where you're coming from here. I'm, I haven't. I haven't labeled you quite yet, but I'm working on it. Because there's two boxes to put people in. Yes. And so you're going to go in other. one of them. I just right. don't know which one yet. I'll be keeping an eye on 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 you very closely, and I'll decide whether you're good or evil. Because that's what it is too. Oh my gosh! It's good and evil. I. You know. I. That is unbelievable. Anyway. Yeah. Let's go. We were off the rails. Guys, thanks so much for listening. If you have an opinion on anything we said, we'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Tweet us. If we agree with it, we'd love to hear it. If we disagree, we'd love to hear it more. We'll shout you down from the rooftops, from the Twitter rooftops. You can tweet us at the roleplayers one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. This will be up on SoundCloud on Friday morning. SoundCloud mm-hmm. and iTunes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and download the iTunes app. You can just get an instant update when our when it posts yeah you guys have a great week enjoy some more college football uh and try to love somebody just a little bit better this week can we do that right now. i feel like you've said this before yeah i did In hey you guys weeks are gets sentimental and hippie-ish yeah. and man i just next episode we'll be doing it from a commune out in northern california where we're all sharing vegetables in each other and we'll just i'll be loving on each other mm, not anti-american no. <laughs> you guys have a great week See i'm ya. arthur mosley he's daniel allen our opinions don't matter you should listen to us anyway. thanks guys bye-bye